This is Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast. Episode 155, A Long Time Gone. episode of Up Close, Jeff Lynn said, A long time gone is about me mother. I was just on a trip to England and I'd been to Birmingham where I come from. And my friend who was with me on this trip and I said, let's go look at this place where I used to live because they're knocking the house down. And I went there and sure enough, the bulldozers were in and they'd knocked down like half the street. And it was a real shame because my mom had died in 1988 and I saw this like two years ago and it was sort of connected. The two were connected in the fact that we hadn't said goodbye and now they're knocking down the place where I was so happy with her. You know, when I was a little lad. In the February 2001 Zoom press kit, Jeff said, I've worked with George and Ringo a lot, especially George. We are good friends. It was great to have George play some slide guitar for me because he's my favorite slide guitar player. He's tuneful and melodic and he can really hold a note just perfectly with total control on his vibrato. We are assembled here today to pay final respects to our honored dead. Hi, I'm Eric Winsenson. And I'm Eric Paul Johnson. The song was a long time coming on this album. Yeah. As soon as I heard that guitar, I'm like... George Harrison! Didn't even have to look it up on the database. It's very uh, apparent it's George Harrison playing, and I was quite happy to hear that because, well, as much as I like hearing Jeff Lynn's guitar, it's nice to hear somebody else on one of his recordings occasionally. Yeah. And as for the song, uh, well... I know it's kind of about his mother and about the past going away and things changing. And as much as I hate love songs, I love songs like this. And maybe it's just because of the dark, depressing person I am sometimes. But (laughs) I couldn't care less about you finding your one true love. I couldn't care less about your child being born. But when you are sitting there looking at all of your childhood go away, well, that I can relate to. Yeah, it's a much more interesting subject. Everybody has babies. Everybody finds love. It's sappy. It's, uh, yay, here's your Hallmark alien balloon and flowers and stuff. Uh, yeah, but personal devastation, that seems more interesting. It seems more relatable in a lot of cases. Yeah. I love the lyrics to the song. I love the way it sounds. I love his vocals on this. I uh, definitely love George Harrison's guitar part. I can't think of anything on this song that I did not like. 
this is definitely one of the major highlights on this album so far um yeah i've been not to make a pun but since we started i've been waiting a long time to get to this song my grandma died on february 18th 2001 at 3 a.m and we were really pretty tight i would go and see her every day and have breakfast together and you know, she needs to go to the store, I'd take her to the store, wherever she needs to go, and then we'd have lunch. And then at some point I'd have to go home, I'd have to nap, I'd have to go to whatever rotten job I had. So about six months after she died, I had a dream with her. And I had dreams with her often after she died. And every time I had a dream with her, it always felt like she was actually there with me. I know the science behind it, if there is some science, but to me the thing that makes sense is... When someone is that etched into your brain, when you're going to have a dream about them after they die, it's going to spark off all the zaps and neurons and connectors and widgets in your gourd that makes that person seem real. But I do like to think that, oh, she came and visited me. That was nice. It was nice seeing her. In the same way that I like to believe in Santa Claus. It's fun. I like Santa Claus. He's a nice guy. I want to believe he's real. I know he's not, though. And I know Grandma didn't really visit me. But... I was taking my nap before I had to go to whatever job I had at the time and had a dream with her. The alarm went off and I turned it off, got out of bed, shuffled into the living room, do what I always do, turn on the receiver, turn on the equalizer, turn on the CD player, push play, and it was always set for random. And out of seven full-length discs, the CD player picks this song to play after I had that dream about my grandma during nap time. And I thought, wow, I could not have picked a more appropriate song. So it has stuck with me since then. That's the grandma dying song. That's the song I think of. And every February 18th at 3 a.m. I always play it. And when I got my MacBooks and figured out I don't know, sometime in 2010, that I can rig it so that every February 18th at 3 a.m., no matter what I'm listening to, it will stop and it will play this song. As for the song itself, I, when you try and critique things, you're going to have memories welded to it. And if you're going to tear into something, you got to really separate your memories or, I guess, feelings associated with it if you want to look at just the song itself. But since my grandma dying is so welded to this song, I can't separate the two. So it's like there's no way that I can say, ah, a long time gone, I really don't like this. Or a long time gone, this is a really great song, I really love it. So it's, it, I, I can't really give, I guess, a, a soulless critique where feelings and memories and thoughts aren't associated with it. But... Fortunately, it is a good song. I like it. I liked it before it became associated with my grandma dying. And it seems appropriate for it since it's about Jeff's mother dying and about his childhood home also dying, being plowed onto the ground, or into the ground. Honestly, for a song about somebody dying, this is great. I mean, I don't think you can do a bouncy, la-la, happy, clap-clap, clap-clap kind of song with that kind of subject. So the song really sets the mood really well for things that have deep hardwired memories in you being erased from existence and really only existing in your mind. George's guitar is great. There's a little tag near the end of the song where George does some guitar warbling as it all fades out, which 
I think is a really nice touch. It and almost makes that slide guitar sound like a steel guitar at the end. And hearing just Jeff self-harmonizing at the end, I guess there's guitar in there too, but really it's, it's mostly just Jeff with all the Jeffs, and I always like hearing that. That's one of the great selling points to me about ELO, is how Jeff self-harmonized so well, and it's so obvious that it is Jeff. It's wonderful ear candy. I just, I love hearing it every time, any song he does. Zoom came out when? 2000 or 2001? June 2001. June or July 2001. One of the summer J months. So I was 29 at the time this came out, which meant if I had heard it, probably the song wouldn't have had so much of an impact as it does now. Because the part that impacts me a little bit more than the emotion of people passing is the emotion of everything that you remember going away Hmm. which if you live in a place like phoenix where a lot of people tend to think anything over 30 years old is ancient and needs to be destroyed Mm -hmm. then you kind of get that yeah i go back to my old neighborhood yeah i put on the kevlar i uh, make sure that the uh, shotgun's loaded put on the helmet (laughs) Hop in the tank and head back to my old neighborhood. <laughs> Hopefully I'm armed enough for it at that particular point. And yep. yeah, and it's changed. Only three or four bullets ding off the tank instead of about 12 or 15 at once. And uh, hmm. yeah, it, <laughs> it's not yeah. like I remember. But no, seriously, though, um, I'm going around looking at stuff, even even just in the city that I've lived in in the last 25 years so much has just changed and the entire vibe has changed and so much is gone of what I remember and what I really thought would be around forever. So I completely understand where he's coming from in this, where at just on the cusp of 30, I would have been sitting there going, oh, it's a good song. It's got George Harrison in it, but uh, okay. I think it connects a lot more because actually I think... I, Right now, closer to what the age Jeff Lynn was, probably <laughs> probably about, what, five or six years younger. But 20th, 20-odd-one, I believe he was 52, and a half. He was born in 1947. Okay, so kind of in the same mindset as he was when he was writing this. So it, it clicks a lot more than it would have. Yeah, for a long time. Well, about 30 years. I've been saying that Phoenix is like the Logan's run for structures. When it hits 30, it's plowed under. Doesn't matter how popular it was, the Seneca Pre was a really popular, giant single-screen movie theater. People still went, it still made a lot of money, everybody still loved the Seneca Pre. It was but, in great condition and was not falling apart in any way, no, shape, it was or not. form. It was structurally sound and everybody loved it. And everybody went there. But money-grubbing scum developers from Texas and Chicago said, You know what we'd like to put here? A high-rise. Let's plow this movie theater under. And at age 30, the Cinecapri was plowed under. And now at that spot is a giant, soulless, glass tower high-rise. It's still mostly empty, even in a good economy. (laughs) Yeah, smart move, money grubbers. Especially since they did that right before a bad economy hit. And yeah, as for Phoenix, 
I went away for a couple years because I moved here to Illinois. and that, Well, Flagstaff and then to Illinois. And I went back two years ago. The grocery stores was replaced with something else. There was this giant plant that manufactured stuff that was near one of my apartments. And that's gone. It's now a new apartment building. And as I was driving down Bell Road, I knew at some point I'm going to hit 7th Street. And I'm just starting to get a little, like, my head out of sorts. Because, wait, there are certain landmarks I should be seeing. Have I taken the wrong... And then, then I see the street signs and, wow, they... They changed things a lot in just a couple years. Yeah, not there. <laughs> yeah. For most of the song, at least words-wise, I can relate to it. There's the part where Jeff says, never got to say goodbye or something like that. And I was thinking, no, I, th the last memory I have of my grandma, because I used to visit her all the time, in the last year she was living with my parents, and I was thinking, what's the last thing that, oh yeah... When I was backing out of my parents' driveway and turning to go down the street, there was my grandma standing in the doorway, as she usually does, waving goodbye to me, and I waved goodbye to her, and that was the last goodbye. So, unlike Jeff, I got to say goodbye. Although I wasn't with her when she really went goodbye. Yeah, and I was glad I got to say goodbye to my dad one last time within a few hours before he passed away. Very cheerful episode. Yeah, very cheerful <laughs> episode, but a very, very poignant song, I should say. Yes. It brings up a lot this, of emotion. Yes, this one's really great. Da, 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 Got something to say about a long time gone, then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375. Call now. I gotta put my pants on. Good hell, everybody. It's me, Dono, behind that Xanadu thing, and here's my take on A Long Time Gone. I'm getting the dreaded feeling that the fear is officially clouding over me. That drum sound that Jeff has used a good 10 years prior to Zoom. The change I accepted and was getting accustomed to is now abusing my eardrums as if Mike Tyson is aiming for my ears. Not good. This track might be the point where Mike Tyson is getting the barbecue sauce to finish the job. Above all else on this track, it's the slow, bare pace that is the suspect. I don't know if this was supposed to have been a ballad, but the drum beat is laid up bare for all to suffer by, and it seems that pretty much everything here is hanging on that beat on this track, amplifying it. Ouch. There are some flourishes that try to wake things up, like George Harrison's guitar licks, that rush of words and the fake ending in the resulting real outro. Still, no matter what, that bare slow pace just pushes through like Trump at that European meeting years ago, just to make things worse in a real way by drawing all the attention to him. Hey, look, everybody, it's me. I'm here. You can't ignore me. Yeah, we see you. We can't escape you. I press the next button, but there will be more of you to suffer. So I'm attacking the stop button. You're welcome. Well, hey, this is Dr. Troy. I've been a long time gone. Yes, a long time gone. I love this song. It's got such a nice melody. 
It reminds me of mid to late 70s ELO, maybe early 80s ELO. It reminds me of sitting in my backyard on a warm summer night listening to ELO under the stars. And it just brings back a lot of memories for that reason. I really love the way the chorus comes in. There's a slight change in the melody and the tempo, and you have this overdubbed chorus. Do I wonder why? Oh, I love that. And then it effortlessly goes back into the main melody. Jeff also does a good job with the guitar. I love the guitar line throughout this song. And there's a part in the middle where you kind of have a different change in tempo and melody. And I hear, I don't know if anybody else does, but I hear sort of a clock softly ticking in the background. Then the guitar comes in and then it effortlessly goes back into the song. And just when you think it's over, when it looks like the song is going to have a cold close, this beautiful acapella fade-out comes in. Man, I wish I could produce records like that. But hell, who am I kidding? I can't even twist the knobs on my girlfriend properly. You're a really weird man, aren't you? Oh, well, talk to you next week. Like it? Hate it? What does Madeline think? Hi guys, it's me, the Princess of Gold, here, and I liked it. Wow, she liked it! Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and spread the word by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. You can financially support the podcast at patreon.com slash ELO pod. Next week, episode 156, Melting in the Sun. I still love you. Bye. End of messages.